Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Wednesday. This is Seattle Now. Around the country, newspapers have seen a dip in print subscriptions, and now Seattle's longtime Chinese language paper, the Seattle Chinese Post, has gone online along with the affiliated Northwest Asian Weekly. Both papers have been an important news source for the local Asian community for more than 40 years. In a minute, publisher Asinta Ng tells us about the paper's history and how she'll continue to connect to print subscribers. But first, let's get you caught up. Microsoft is seeing its slowest sales growth in nearly six years. That's despite an increase of $52.7 billion in revenue, which fell just short of analysts' expectations. The tech company says that Xbox and Windows products saw the sharpest sales declines, but cloud computing software is still growing year over year. The update comes in the wake of employee layoffs and plans to invest big in chat, GPT, and creator OpenAI. There's another challenger for the pending open council seat in District 3. Seattle LGBTQ Commission co-chair Andrew Ashiafu has announced his candidacy. District 3 spans Capitol Hill, Central District, and South Lake Union. Ashiafu says he plans to bring his personal experience as a previously unhoused and openly gay, HIV-positive Black American to the council. He'll focus on progressive solutions to local issues like housing, transportation, and public safety. And the city is partnering with SDOT to give more than 10,000 Seattle Housing Authority residents unlimited-use ORCA cards. The three-year program is to help relieve the cost burden of transit for people living in affordable housing. It'll run through December 2026. You can request a card from SDOT by emailing transitpass at seattlehousing.org or calling 206-615-3551. For more than 40 years, newsstands in the International District and around Seattle were filled with printed newspapers with focused coverage on the city's Asian community. The Seattle Chinese Post and Northwest Asian Weekly have been mainstays in the city's news landscape, reaching more than 12,000 people collectively pre-pandemic, according to the publisher. Last week, the papers were printed for the last time. Now the Northwest Asian Weekly is exclusively online, and the Seattle Chinese Post has stopped publication. Publisher Asunta Ng is here to discuss the legacy of the papers and their next chapter as online news sites. Hey, Asinta, thanks so much for taking the time. Hello. So these publications became an important part of the community. The Seattle Chinese Post offered local news in Chinese, and the Northwest Asian Weekly still provides news in English. Before you were a newspaper publisher, you were a teacher. So I want to know why you decided to start a paper. I I wanted to start the Seattle Chinese Post because... The uh, immigrant parents that I worked with at the school, they were having a hard time in navigating the new life in America. See, being new immigrants, you know, you really didn't know what's going on, but you work like 80 hours a week and uh, you had no entertainment and you have no life. And there they uh, had kids that they didn't know what's going on in the schools. And I decided that with these kinds of experience, working with immigrant parents, uh, it inspired me to start a Chinese language newspaper to make sure they get the right information. 
So it started out as a public service, but really ultimately became indispensable to the Chinese community. Was there a moment in the newsroom that you look back on where things really took off for the paper? Oh, it really took off after six months because the elderly generation, they witnessed that I had no personal agenda except to serve the community. And it was on time week after week with important news, uh, local news, Washington state news, uh, national news, international news, uh, and Asia news. They finally accepted me and said, hey, this woman is okay, you know, she is doing her job. <laughs> My God, you know, they were so proud of having a local newspaper that when out-of-town guests came to visit them, they would bring them to tour our office. Can you imagine that? At the very beginning, <laughs> they were naysayers. And then after six months, they feel that it's their own newspaper. They had a lot of pride in having the, the local Chinese newspaper, whereas other places, you know, would not, like I would say Oregon, they don't have their Chinese newspaper. They don't have a Chinese newspaper in Idaho or Utah, places like that. So um, yeah. we were accepted and we were making a difference. Asanta, clearly you were trusted in the community and by the community, but beyond the international district, do you think the papers helped shape the local narrative over the years? Yeah, we would not let go if there's an opportunity. We can make a difference and help our community and help Asian American candidates running for office. The word help means we put their story out. Um, we wanted uh, people of color to be involved in politics. The paper also kept politicians accountable to Chinatown as well. Yes, we kept elected officials accountable uh, you know, doing the job, uh, I make my community understand that don't be afraid of public uh, officials because they are paid by taxpayers and you are the taxpayers. I mean, it takes them years to understand that it's okay to speak up, speak out against injustice because our community make up of immigrants, especially, they were afraid of uh, even shaking hands with public officials at the very beginning. But over the years, they know. They recognize that it's their right. Uh, it, it's very different from their native country. They never uh, met a public official. So they, they know that it's okay to reach out to elected officials and speak their mind. So I think I'm very proud of that role that our newspaper uh, have played over the years. Now you're entering a new phase, publishing online only. Why did you decide to stop printing? It's getting to be very hard to do the print version. Uh, it's very costly and labor intensive. And um, I also noticed that young people are not reading and our readers are getting older and older and older. So I know that at some point, uh, we, we have to stop because we work very hard to get our newspaper out every week in print. And I think I'm not young any longer and I, I need to take care of some family issues right away. So that's the immediate reason. But I have known that for the past few years that our readership has been declining slightly and then our uh, advertisement has also dropped tremendously. 
Asanta, it sounds like there are a lot of factors that went into this. What are you hearing from readers? I know I've been receiving emails how hard it is for especially immigrants who have been relying on our newspaper exclusively week after week. And lately, I got a really moving story from a a subscriber. Um, She was telling me about her mom. She subscribed day one, since day one, uh, for 41 years. And she noticed her mom was not very well-educated, but over the years, she read the newspaper diligently, and she learned so much that the uh, woman said her mother was able to discuss very complicated issues with her. Isn't that amazing? I mean, to talk about things like American politics, about the presidential election, for instance, that's very hard for an immigrant woman with limited education uh, in Chinese and now, you know, understand the American system very thoroughly. So that is our achievement. Certainly. What a tremendous service, Asunta, and a significant loss for the community in this print edition. You know, I wonder how you might try to keep reaching those older print readers. That will be a challenge. I know that for seniors living in Chinatown International District, we will have a way of working with them um, by providing iPads to these seniors because I know some nonprofit agencies had uh, got a grant to provide iPads for these seniors to navigate being locked down at home. So I will work with these community agencies and see how we can develop a system to get the news to them, you know. But I'm sorry to say, those seniors that live outside Chinatown uh, or in uh, far away places without computers, that would be a challenge. Well, Asanta, it has been a remarkable service that you've contributed to the community. What's it meant to you, these 40 years that you've put into it? All these readers that we have raised together, you know, I celebrate that. You know, there is a village out there of tremendous readers that have now been able to use the American system and living in America comfortably, knowing that they um, take America as their home. I think our newspaper have, have played a role in that. Asanta Ng, really appreciate you sharing some time with us today. Thank you. That was Seattle Chinese Post and Northwest Asian Weekly publisher Asanta Ng. Thanks for listening to Seattle Now. Today's episode was produced by Jenny Cecil Moore. The show is also produced by Caroline Chamberlain Gomez, Claire McGrain, Brooklyn Jamerson Flowers, Brandy Fullwood, and Vaughn Jones. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. It's an independent coalition of public media podcasters. You can find more shows in the network wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you tomorrow. 